we still needed to continue with with training. So we did we did webinars from their control room um, oh, for wow. them. So yeah, we've definitely had some changes of how we do things uh, because of of the past year. Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today we're joined by Melissa Carson, Professional Services Supervisor for Dactronics. We're going to talk about Dactronics training offerings, what they entail, how Dactronics approaches training, and more. And we're here with Melissa. Melissa, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. We have Matt Anderson sitting next to me as well. How are you doing over there, Matt? It's a good day today, Justin. Always a good day when when you're here to podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, in the podcast bunker. Okay, so Melissa's joining us today to talk about training from a Dactronics perspective. But Melissa, can you start by giving us a little bit of background of your role with Dactronics and how you got to where you are? Well, how long do we have? Because it's a while. <laughs> uh, let's do the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I started as a field customer trainer actually back in 2012, and I assisted our customers on Venus 7000 and Show Control. And show control was actually pretty new at that time. A lot of new customers being introduced to it. And then several years later, I became the lead of our team. And I started scheduling our training group. And I also started sitting in on production uh, or product development meetings and really being a liaison between the field and engineering. And I eventually took over supervision in 2019. And that's where I am today. Okay. And then when you're, when, before you were into that, the training kind of role, was there, um, like, is that kind of what you went to college for? Kind of, how did you get into this, this field of work, I guess? Yeah, I went to Florida State. And when I was at Florida State, I worked for Seminole Productions. Mm -hmm. And when I was working with them, I worked uh, sporting events, football, baseball, basketball, uh, and ran the video boards there. And we actually got a Dactronic system. I think it was my senior year. And I had a, a trainer come in and, and teach me how to use 7,000. And then after I graduated, I actually went down and worked for the Tampa Bay Rays for two seasons. Oh, okay. And I was the technical director down there. And that's really how I got into Dactronics. Uh, my boss down at the Rays, he was a trainer way, way back in the day. Um, and there were a couple of people around me in the control room that had done freelancing for Dactronics. So that's really where I got into it. And then you, you use that to, to get into the electronics and the role you're in today and you're supervising right now, um, control system specialists. Can you give us a, a little background on what they do? Yeah. So when the team started, it was field customer trainers. And over the years, the role really developed into more than just training. So we went through a rebranding around 2016, 2017, and we became control system specialists. And this title really captures the fact that uh, this group does more than just training. Uh, they work closely with customers making their vision a reality through configurations, integration, training, and event support. And they really build relationships with our customers to be confident and independent with their system. So, uh, you know, when they're on site, they're providing feedback on new features or improvements that our customers are looking for in our control systems. They're also creating best practices, videos, and participating in a lot of those customer workshops like the user groups, NFL user group, baseball user group, to help our customers have the best overall Dactronics experience. And I like this because the, the rebranding definitely made sense because I think when you hear the word trainer, you think 
the very beginning, right? When mm-hmm. someone gets a display and you help them do that and you're done. But yeah, to your point, and even I've known from over the years is that a quote trainer back then wasn't just there at the beginning. They might've been there throughout like event support, the rest of the season, or kind of like you said, they're the customer's point of contact for a variety of other things. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've got longstanding customers looking at like the Kansas city chiefs. We've been there and providing event support for, Oh gosh, over 15 years now. Um, and, and we have someone there every Sunday and, and that's what, you know, we do. We prepare for, for these, these long-term um, event supports and building relationships with our customers. Okay. So training isn't all that you do. It's one aspect of it. And there's, there's stuff before stuff after whatever you think of it as the beginning. So when it comes to training, what are some of the specific things that um, Dactronics does to cover during those trainings to get our customers set up? So we work on building layouts and looks uh, with the customers. We really, uh, work with the customers to build their vision of what their show they want to want to get out of that um, their show so again we're we're working with the customers on the design of the layout or look of the display we um we work with them on you know what data do they want to show like game in progress information or player stats or how they want the show to flow so when we're on site we're sitting down there with them discussing it we're out allowing the customers to do all the hands-on and we're guiding them through our software. So we're telling them, you know, where to find different features and, and how to use them when we're on site. Uh, and really, you know, how to utilize uh, Dactronic systems to the, the best and, and to um, get everything that they're looking for out of the system. So again, we're there to support the customer on configurations, the integration, building the show, so everything within Display Studio, Content Studio, and then, of course, any troubleshooting or signal flow um, that, that you know, we go through, that's all done during training. Okay, so you mentioned the look of the display and, and setting up those layouts, mm-hmm. and just to clarify, like, it's baseball season, so you might be thinking of... Mm-hmm. Um, at, at baseball, they've got the fence display and they want all the out-of-town scores on this display or they want all the stats for uh, a headshot layout to show up here. They want the picture here, a lower third here. That's the type of layout you're talking with, the different stats and data that you can pull in with images? Yeah, exactly. So where do they want the game in progress? Um, you know, there's a lot of information that baseball customers put on their displays. So how are, are they guiding their fans to look in the right spot to find, like you said, out of town scores or player stats or lineups? Uh, so yeah, that's exactly, exactly what we work on. And so I'm trying to think like from the customer's perspective, right? There's, they choose to go with Dactronics, right? For a display control equipment, whatever it may be. So as soon as that happens, is it okay now bring in the, the control room specialists and, and then you sit down to have these talks? Is that kind of how like the process goes? Or are you involved pre-sale at all with some of these discussions? Sometimes we are involved in pre-sale. We'll work with our, our application engineers and sales and do demos for customers. Um, we have a demo lab back in Brookings. And you know we work on our demo content with creative services, like I said, the app engineers. Um, and we help build those demos for our customers, and that obviously that happens all pre-sale. But typically, we'll come into play once the sale has been finalized and um, equipment is, you know, being ready to ship. We're we're starting to get involved, and then we'll get a, a CSS assigned. And once that CSS is assigned, they'll reach out to the customer and start that discussion on what those looks want to be. 
I gotcha. And then thinking maybe in your own experience of what you've heard out there, do you find when you go to meet with these customers, do they often have that? All those things you've already mentioned, like in their mind, like, I know I want this zoned out here. I want these stats here. Or do you find yourselves usually kind of guiding them through and them relying on you heavily for like, how should I lay this out? Yeah. So I think it varies depending on the customer mm-hmm. and, and the level. So professional sports, you most certainly will have the customer ready to go and they're, they're ready to draw up this, this look that they've pre-prepared. Um, and a lot of that's due to, you know, the rankings within professional sports and who, who really wants to see what, uh, and then you get down to the high school level and either, even the small colleges where you're really helping them guide to provide them the best look uh, of their display. So you're showing them examples of what others have done around the, around the leagues or, you know, around the sport, uh, and helping them plan and prepare for, for the best layout for them. Yeah. And I, the way you've described this, it made me realize we kind of jumped into the weeds of the details of some of this stuff right away. <laughs> and, and you mentioned professional level versus a high school level. Are there different training offerings that we off, that we offer training offerings that we offer <laughs> yeah. uh, different training levels that we can provide uh, depending on the customer itself? So they have an, an option for one or the other. Yeah. So we customize all of our trainings to the individual customer, but we do offer different levels. So we do have um, on-site training training versus a webinar. So on-site training um, for our standard order projects, those are typically three days where we come in the, the first day and commission the system, train our customer on day two, and then do a half day session on day three and travel out. So, um, you know, there's a that limited schedule. And then we also have, you know, a, a schedule where we're on site uh, for, for a week straight with some of those professional level facilities. And then, like I mentioned, we also um, provide webinars, and those webinars are two hours. And again, those are individualized one-on-ones um, that we offer. And we talk through everything from, uh, you know, the, the the software to the the signal flow of the system. We have drawings that will show the customer if we're doing a, a webinar, if we can't, you know, physically show them the equipment in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we provide all of the best practice information like startup shutdown and all the knowledge we can share either or on site or during a webinar. And the, it's important to have these different levels because, I mean, even we we're talking about now, even when it was, OK, what are those meetings like when you go in? You have, like you said, professional sports, mm-hmm. you have an idea, but then it's almost even regardless of the level. I think we've talked to customers, too, on the podcast here from high schools to colleges even where a lot of it can also depend upon did they have a video board prior right like there's some colleges it was okay they did have a video board prior so maybe that training doesn't take as long but if they're going in cold turkey not having any experience in there i got to imagine they need a little bit more help with that yeah uh we do run into that quite frequently where we've got a a customer that's been a, a lifetime customer and they're very familiar with all the the new equipment and the changes that doctronics has has done over the past year, but we always want to make sure that they still have training, uh, even if it's a day or two, just to make sure that they know all the new features that we've released since they installed their last system. So even if a customer is a, a lifelong customer of Dactronics, we still want to make sure that we get that control system specialist out there uh, so they know and, and they know where to find all the new documentation as well. 
Yeah. So there's, there's definitely things that could change or, or different ways of using it. Or mm -hmm. like you said, some have a different way they want to lay out their display and they might have to get a little bit of training on, okay, now this is over here and this is over here. You might have to press a different button to, to get it to show up the way you need it to. So it, it yeah. is obviously the benefit of going through that training with them, even if they've had it before. Yeah. There's always the refreshing training, you know, the, the changing your look. So, um, there's times where we have customers that don't change their, the layout of the display for, you know, two or three years, and then they get an, a control upgrade and we go in and, and we're looking to change, change the layout of the display as well. So, um, yeah, there's always that, that refreshing, um, training that, that we'll, we can offer. And we do a lot of webinars too. This past year with, you know, due to COVID, mm -hmm. we offered a webinar to our minor league baseball teams, um, just to get them back up to speed with all the new features since they didn't have a season, uh, the year prior. I was going to ask that was one of those obvious questions that you obviously saw more webinar type trainings over this past year because of COVID and everything. Yeah, we did. And, you know, there's a lot of challenges with some of the larger systems or some of these systems with video processors that we really try to focus uh, training on site. And, you know, you have to overcome some of these obstacles with COVID where we weren't allowed on site or, you know, we maybe we did get on site, but once we got there, um, maybe somebody had come in contact with someone that, that had COVID and customer couldn't make it. But, you know, mm -hmm. we still needed to continue with with training. So we did we did webinars from their control room um, oh, for wow. them. So, yeah, we've definitely had some changes of how we do things uh, because of, of the past year. And when you're on site, I'm curious, like you go through the training, do you see like firsthand from your experiences, like the, the confident level of people or how comfortable they get as you go through the training and see that, oh, they feel a lot better about going through to this and are ready for their first event after having the training versus before you walk in the door? Yeah. So as I mentioned before, everything that we do is we really try to get the customers to use the system from day one when we're on site. We're not the ones pushing buttons, controlling the mouse. We're, we're telling the customers, you do this, we'll guide you through it. And you can really see the progression as we go through the software, because we always like to make sure that by, you know, if, if it's a three-day training, by day three, we're building out their show. So they're ready for a game that could happen either that weekend or could happen in a month. Mm -hmm. um, so we really do see that progression in our customers. And we, we make sure that your customers are bringing content that's actually relevant and we're not building, you know, uh, fake stats graphics. We're, we'll, we're building graphics that they're able to use for their next event. And I got to think this ties in two of the importance maybe of, maybe. I know timelines probably vary of when you start working with them versus their first date they use it on. But I mean, needless to say, the more time to get ready for these things, the better, right? Because there's part of it is understanding how the system works. And then the other part starts to go into, all right, now try to be creative and start to think of other ways you can use that system. Yeah. So it, it definitely varies on, on, you know, when training is and when their first event is. When you have a customer that's a little bit more uh, familiar with Dactronics, sometimes we're, we're there the week of their event and we're just getting them ready for their next event. Uh, and then there's times where we're there months before their first event. And again, we're still getting them ready for it, but there's still maybe changes down the road. Uh, it, it definitely varies depending on the customer. Yeah. And I, I'd brought that up because we've mentioned several times, I think on talking to customers too, is when they get that system for that first year, even mm -hmm. 
they always say they're trying just not to crash crash the car the first year. Um, they're just trying to make sure they can pull everything off, fulfill sponsorships agreements, make sure they're comfortable with it. But when they hit that second year stride, then they have that, I guess I would say off season, but to get ready for it and think about some creative things they're going to do the next year. Do you kind of see that sometimes with customers? I mean, the, the growth in them after the first year? Yeah, definitely. We've actually seen some customers that, um, you know, get through a, a season and then they say, okay, we need to regroup. Let's call Dactronics. Let's talk to them about additional training. And um, they they want to get into those more advanced features. So maybe they weren't using live video the first year. And, you know, second year, they're like, okay, we're ready to hit the ground running with cameras and live video and a full production show. Um let's call Dactronics and, and let's figure out how we can do that with our system because they know they have the capabilities. So we definitely see that. Okay. And you mentioned something that made me think, uh, you said call Dactronics and get some additional training. Is there anything like after the onsite training or after the webinar training that the customers have access to, to maybe follow up or keep their skills fresh? Yeah. So we have the Dactronics control systems, YouTube page, and we're constantly post- posting new videos on, um, you know, releases. So one of the big ones that we do is if there's any major release with show control, uh, new features within Display Studio, Content Studio, we will post a video on that control system page and it will outline what that feature does and how to how to use that feature. So that's always a great spot to go and look for, for new, new uh, features and videos on those. And then of course our blog, we're, we're also putting out um, updates, you know, even more periodically than the, um, the YouTube channel on release information. So you'll find all of the release information for Display Studio and Content Studio, what bug fixes are in, in those releases as well. So, you know, if you did have um, a, a bug issue within a, a feature or within a uh, version, you could always look at the blog and there's filters where you can, you know, select um the, the show control updates and, and get that information right there. Yeah, I like that. We'll definitely put links to both of these in the show notes. And I like the YouTube one because <laughs> anything I have an issue with or want to learn more about, I immediately go there, right? Because isn't one of the, the most search things are always how to. Yep, that's the number one that. search thing on YouTube is how to. Yeah, so that's that's great because, again, you're on so whether it's on-site or the webinar, things always make sense then. But then when you, the more and more you use it, um, having something to reference back to, always helps. Uh, Melissa, there's a question I kind of had when we were talking about all these different levels and helping train people at all these different levels. I mean, how's, I mean, either when you did it or how does your group do it? Cause you're thinking about it. It could be anyone when you're in colleges, smaller colleges, it could be, it could be, be a teacher helping out. It could be students. And then all the way up through minor league and major league where you're probably dealing with other freelancers or, you know, professional broadcast people. How do you, how can you get your mind or your crew ready for hey, you might have to explain this to a freshman in college or this other person in the major leagues. Yeah, that's a great question. So we really focus on how to train. Um, we, we ask our customers specific questions and we gauge how they learn, how they best learn uh, and really look at what level they're at, who's, who's the one doing the training. Sometimes we have someone in the IT department that's coming in and, and learning how to use the the software. So we have to really talk in specific technical terms for someone and from IT rather than, you know, maybe it's, it's a, a student parent that is coming in yeah. and running this high school display. Uh, how do you talk to them about 
uh, a control system. You know, you have to use more of those common knowledge terms um, rather than those technical terms. So you really have to ask the right questions when you're first reaching out to the customer and, and understanding who your audience is. Yeah, and with that question, I, I don't want to give Matt too much props here, but it, it's a nice lead into the next part because he talked about <laughs> these multiple positions you might have to train. And I got to imagine sometimes there's turnover within an existing customer and you might have to go back and do an additional training. Or if there's somebody else out there who's just starting out or came into a new role and needs some training on this, how could they get started with getting some additional training from Dectronics? So we always point our customers to that YouTube page, like we mentioned before, and then we can set up a one-on-one -on -one webinar. And again, we work with the customers to tailor that one-on-one -on -one webinar to what their needs are. Um, just recently, we had a customer reach out because they were um, bringing in WNBA and they needed to build stats, uh, graphics for the WNBA. And it was going to be their first event with them in the, in the facility. So we scheduled a one-on-one -on -one webinar to help them build those graphics and, and get them up and running for uh, a game. I think it was, you know, the next day actually. So, you know, we can, we can assist with the, the creation. We can assist, assist with um, helping build and really just learning what's different for the different sport. Or like you said, if someone's coming in new um, and their system's already configured and ready to go, we can come in and look at the system and say, okay, here's how it's configured and here's what you need to know. And here's, here's how to continue to build upon this show and, and help them out in that direction. I like that. That's very interesting because it's, I guess I just kept thinking training and everything is when they get new equipment, new displays, um, new control equipment, whatever it may be. But yeah, if there's turnover, someone's new, they may have not always be purchasing new actual display equipment or control upgrades, but still need training because of things like this. And I got to I don't know if you've seen it, if it's an uptick, Melissa, but I got to imagine over this last year with all the changes that COVID caused, I got to think there's a lot of people maybe either needing that refresher or uh, jumping into a role where maybe they didn't have to, to do that before. Yeah, exactly. There is a lot of that. And, um, you know, some of the, the challenges we also see is that they get a system installed and um, maybe they don't actually have anybody hired yet. Uh, their season is still a little bit away and they're waiting to, to hire that person before they, they do training. So we may need to train, do a, you know, a, a quick training with someone that can put up a, a graphic or put up a live video feed for the one-off events that they have prior to the season starting. And then we'll come in later and give that full training. And then if we do have turnover somewhere, uh, our CSS team does a great job with documentation. So we create custom documents and we save those um, as well. And we can look back at, at those and see some of the, the design ideas and, and how that system was initially created. So if there is turnover, we're not starting from scratch. We mm -hmm. can go back to those documents and say, okay, here's how we started and, and take a look at the system now and say, here's how it developed. Um, and then be able to assist our customers to continue that, that vision. It's almost good just to get a baseline at least to make sure everyone's at because, I mean, I've talked to a lot of different athletic directors for colleges over the last year, and it's this weird combination of either you did have fall sports or your fall sports went to spring mm -hmm. or you didn't have either or you only had spring sports or a lot of them didn't have people back on campus, right? So they were still having, you know, the cardboard cutouts and all those things. Yeah. So they had this weird mix of, 
Last year, they had to do a little bit more on the production side because they had students normally help. And then now it's like, all right, who's who's coming back on campus this year? So you got quite a uh, a mixed bag, I guess, of, of scenarios that it would definitely help for no matter what to at least have this you know established baseline of knowledge of how to do everything. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, with students, um, students are constantly changing over just, I mean, in high school or in college, mm-hmm. you know, every four years. So there's always... Um, there's always that additional training that you can you can add. And one of the other things that's nice with uh, our webinar offerings is that we save those recordings and we send them to oh, our customer. Nice. So they can reuse those trainings for our students. And then you also have the curriculum and the curriculum will help, um, you know, train those students on the system and guide them on how to get them up to speed on a doctronic system. Okay. And I got to imagine as a former CSS, you've got some interesting stories about being out in the field and helping people with training. Any of those that you can share on the podcast here? Oh, for sure. There's so many. (laughs) My favorite though, um, and really my most challenging uh, was South Korea. I did baseball out there. And of course, with the language barrier, it was really challenging. They were great. (laughs) They knew knew English, but not not perfect, of uh-huh. course. Um, and the the tech that I had on site with me, he was great. He he spoke the language and he was able to translate for me on on things that they just weren't understanding. But at the end of the day, it was such a fun project to work on. Um, there was one point where I I told Effie, I was like, wait, stop, hold on, let's rethink this. And he's like, wait, did you understand me? Because he was not talking in English. And I was like, no. <laughs> But I understood the context of what we were talking about, and I know that we want to go in a different direction. Um, It was a lot of fun. And then I actually went back for opening day, and the experience for Korean baseball and opening day was absolutely amazing. Uh, They hand out plastic grocery bags, and they're rally caps. And they hand them out to everybody in the stands and you tie them around your head. Yikes. And it's it, it's like a big bubble on your head. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And don't... they have fireworks going off and cheerleaders. It's a lot of fun. Hang on, hang on. I don't think you put it over your face, Matt. You just put it over your no. head. <laughs> this goes against everything I was told as a kid. It's, it's like a little bubble on top of your head. Gotcha. Thanks for the clarifying. I, like, <laughs> I saw the look on his face, and I'm like, "We're going to need to clarify How this." Does nobody think of this. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. And this, I mean, the the episode today isn't to really like for, I would guess, recruiting for this. But hearing you talk about this, to be a a person in doing that, you have to have a lot of either patience, like you're saying, especially when the communication barrier was there. You're trying to teach someone some pretty complicated, high tech stuff. But then also your your ability and love to maybe travel and stuff like that. Because I got to imagine, I mean, this is definitely like you said at the top of your list, but um, you've been able to go see some pretty cool things. Granted, they all come with, you know, having to work and train people. Yeah. Um, just going back to one of the other uh, podcasts that you guys did with Ashley, one of our CSSs, she talked about a lot of the projects that uh, she has done and all the different experiences mm-hmm. that she's had within this role. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really shows all the different experiences that, that you can have within this, this control system specialist role. You know, she's been to multiple Super Bowls. She's done national championship games. She's done World Series games. There's so many different things that, that you do within this role. And like you said, there's a lot of 
patience that is required because you are working with a variety of people or, you know, like the language barrier. We've had that plenty of times over the years where um, no one is, is speaking the same language. So we have to have translators travel with us and, mm. and help us uh, convey messages um, on a control system. It, it can be difficult and challenging, but it's really rewarding. Yeah. Like you said, it, it doesn't matter who, who you're specifically working with. You know that you're working with them for a common goal, and that is the best use of their electronic system at the end of the day. Exactly. Right. So I just want to say thanks for coming on and sharing all that with us to, to hear about those different training offerings that Dactronics has and to hear your experiences, especially of uh, going through that language barrier in Korea with, with a baseball team. That's awesome to hear. But thank you again for coming on today. Yeah, you're welcome. I highly recommend checking out Korean baseball. <laughs> I'm going to Google it right after this now. Yeah, he will, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dactronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 